So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, 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 what's going on, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here today. And I am coming to you from a super makeshift studio. It's <laughs> so funny. I've been on a little bit of a, a trip. Everything in, in my life is transitioning right now. Uh, lots of hires in the company, a baby on the way, and I have moved my office out of my house. Uh, for the first time in three years, I'm working somewhere else. I'm renting a room from my parents. And so all my office stuff is there, but my wife has uh, not been doing great this week. And so I'm at home. And I had to put a little makeshift studio together. I'm literally in my bedroom. So coming to you from a new place every single week at this rate, uh, I'm sure one day it'll settle down. In the meantime, we're embracing the chaos. And today we're going to talk about, um, you know, do you really need to avoid P, M, and O? And if you don't know what that stands for, uh, that's a common acronym, which represents porn, masturbation, and orgasm. And there's a lot of debate, you know, about where to draw the lines. Um, you know, I mean, some people debate whether porn is bad or not. You're listening to this probably because you, like me, are of the conviction that it is bad. They're uh, within this contingent then of people who believe that there's a line for what is, you know, healthy sexually or appropriate sexually or moral sexually. There is then a smaller contingent who believe that masturbation is wrong. And then you have an even smaller contingent who believe in semen retention and, you know, similar practices like that, that really are about protecting orgasm. And I wanted to just talk about sort of the different layers. You can kind of see how as you go further into this acronym, it becomes more niche down and specific. And I think it'd be good for us to just talk that through and hopefully give you some thoughts on, on how you can approach this for your own life and the own, your own decisions that you're going to be making. Now, before I jump into that really quick, we have free resources all over our site. I just put a bunch together. Uh, If you're not over there, go check it out. And if you want to stay in the loop about resources as we continue to make them, then I want to encourage you to join our mailing list. The easiest way for you to join our mailing list is literally to just go sign up for one of these resources. You don't have to even open the resource if you're not interested in it and you just want to join the email list. But uh, there's over 10,000 people that subscribe to us. We send out a weekly newsletter. I do a monthly sequence. Uh, Guys, I'm telling you, like, the monthly sequence gets read by, I don't know, it's uh, our open rates are over 40% on them typically. We get so much feedback. You guys are loving them. And so uh, if that's something that you want to just include in your journey, again, you probably get a a ton of junk in your email hey, this is something that could be positive and really uh, life-changing and it doesn't cost you anything. So link is in the show notes for the free resource section. And like I said, if you sign up for a resource, you'll be on our email list automatically. Okay, let's jump in. Let's talk about do you really need to avoid P, M, and O? So look, this is episode 637. You can listen to any of the previous 636 episodes to find out why you should avoid P. Okay, why you should avoid porn. We're not really going to get into that a lot today. Now, I've recently been doing content about masturbation, and I've had a very interesting 
journey on this subject. When I had my last relapse in February 2016, that includes porn and that includes masturbation. Okay, so that's that's where I drew my line. It was not just porn, it was actually masturbation as well. And that's because I was convinced that masturbation was wrong. And then I started to do research. I started to, you know, kind of get into this line of work. And I I was surprised to see that there were people who thought porn was wrong, but thought masturbation was okay. I had never heard that stance before. And I, you know, kind of got a little bit clouded and a little bit confused. And I, I still had a conviction, but I think it, I think I sort of detached from it a little bit. And so still had a hard line about porn and then was unsure about what to really do with masturbation. And so I was used to say things like, you know, masturbation, I don't know that I could say it's a sin, but I can say that it is not best practice. And uh, since then, I have had a much stronger conviction just in my own time with the Lord, reading the scriptures and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've been doing more content sharing about my foregone conclusions from that experience. But I will give it to you in a nutshell. I believe that healthy sex, uh, yeah, healthy sex in uh, in God's eyes, you know, based on the scripture, is two things primarily. Uh, number one, it is it is the uh, expression of love and intimacy between two people in a covenant relationship, man and woman. Okay, that's the first thing that I believe, based on my understanding of the Bible. The second thing I believe about sex, again, based on scripture is that the the nature of sex it is it is actually um serving uh sorry I, what am i trying to say it is actually best done with a servant heart best done with a servant heart all forms of intimacy are the most effective when you have the other's best interest in mind so this is sort of the the two gauges that i use to determine if a sexual behavior is appropriate or not. Let's think about porn. Porn is individual, right? It's a solo activity. Sure, it involves other people on the screen, but you're not actually experiencing intimacy with them. It's just you watching them. So it's really only you. You're not interacting or engaging with another person. And even if it was OnlyFans or something else like that, it's not exclusive. It is not just you and that other person. There is no presence of covenant. So it fails on the first gauge. And on the second gauge, we all know that porn viewership is not a selfless act. In fact, it is the exact opposite. It is a selfish act. It has your own intents and your own gains in mind and no one else's. And, uh, you know, people, uh, to, to just draw this a little bit further, people will watch pornography and they will, um, they will, you know, speak out against sex trafficking and, you know, prostitution and promiscuity, not realizing that pornography is literally the marketing department for all of those other industries. So we can draw a pretty strong line on pornography based on those two gauges. Let's think about masturbation. Well, masturbation, again, is a solo act. It's a solo behavior. So it's you, yourself, and that's it. Now, you could be fantasizing and, you know, people make an argument like if I fantasize with my wife or fantasize about my wife, surely that would make it okay. But the reality is it is not a sexual encounter that actually, you know, benefits your wife in any way, shape or form, right? Like if this was truly a mutually beneficial exchange, then your wife would get something from it as well. You fantasizing about her while you masturbate only profits you. And so it violates that first gauge because it's it's solo. But secondly, it violates the second gauge 
Because again, it is only serving your own pleasure, your own interest. Your spouse does not gain anything from you masturbating, even if you're fantasizing about them. So, you know, some people make an argument, well, you know, at least I'm not masturbating, uh, fantasizing about someone else. Yeah, that's not a gain for her. That's, that's just like kind of default covenant protection stuff. You know what I mean? So on those two gauges, the masturbation concept fails. So the question then goes into, oh, the orgasm, all right? And we might have to do some more content about this because this is just going to be a bit of an overview. But there's, there's a couple different camps here. I, I would say there's two in particular. So you have the semen retention camp where there are health benefits to orgasming selectively because the semen carries the life force. Okay, that's sort of the, the basis. I'm not doing that philosophy justice, but that's the basis, okay? The other camp would be people who abstain from orgasm to recover uh, during the recovery period. You know, they'll go 90 days without sex uh, with their spouse, and this is to, to sort of reset the body. It's to reset the marriage and, um, and all that kind of stuff. So let's go through our two gauges. Okay, if you – is, is an orgasm, you know, right or wrong? Well – if an orgasm happens in the context of covenant marriage between man and woman, then it's a it's a check for that first gauge. So, you know, the whole semen retention thing, the, there's not really much value there. Now, if you and your wife agree to fast, that's different and obviously would not check that uh, or you wouldn't be checking that box, but you would have an agreement that you're doing this together and there would be a mutual beneficiality that still exists. So I think we can say orgasm, you know, biblically speaking, at least using these two gauges, like orgasm's healthy. And I think the only the only thing that you would pardon it from is if you and your spouse both agreed not to. Okay. Second thing is the uh the servant nature of it. Like, is this benefiting the other or is this only um with your best interest in mind? And, you know, I think semen retention is actually really selfish. <laughs> you know, that's the weird thing. Like everybody who talks about semen retention only talks about how it benefits themselves. So on that account, I would be ruling out semen retention. I don't think that it's really biblical. Um, however, if you and your partner agree, okay, you and your spouse agree that we are not going to have sex for 90 days or 60 days or 20 days or whatever it is for an X amount of period, we're not going to have sex so that the man can reset his body, he can accelerate his recovery, and they can learn to experience intimacy apart from anything that is physical in nature, then I think it would check that second box because, because you're actually serving the other person with that decision in how you approach orgasm. So should you avoid porn? Yes. Should you avoid masturbation? Yes. Should you avoid orgasm? Well, the only condition that I would see for that is obviously if you're not married, okay, that's kind of been implied, so let me just state it outright. If you're not married, then then obviously you wait until you are. Uh, but if you are married, I think the only context would be, a, you know, a recovery scenario or some other desire, uh, you know, just a fast or maybe the Lord prompted you to do it for whatever reason to abstain together, um, you know, again, in conjunction, but you have to be on the same page, because if you are not on the same page as your partner in this regard, then you are serving yourself alone, and that is a problem. That violates our second gauge. So hopefully this gives you an idea of sort of um, how to be thinking about these things and the gauges you can use. Gauge number one, 
right? Gauge number one is, does it fall in the context of covenant relationship? And is it an engagement between the two people in that covenant relationship? Or number two, our second gauge is, does it benefit the other as well? Or does it only benefit me? So that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you get your hands on some of those free resources. Link is in the show notes. In the meantime, hey, we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.